Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, Rocktober 21, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 275 of the Biden-Harris administration, 384 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And it's that time of the week again. Time for Goth Ninjas. Yeah. Goth It is uh, the Goth Ninjas, Jody Hamilton. From the From the Bunker podcast, from dash the dash bunker.com, also at patreon.com slash from the bunker. And David Ferguson, we call him T Rex. He has a band, it's called Astral Summer. They're working on new music right now. I've got an inside scoop on the latest Astral Summer song. We're not playing it today, but I'm just previewing it because it's in the works, right? <laughs> Astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Okay, Goths, here we are. Another Thursday show. Lots to talk about today. But before we dive into all of the insane news, Trump's launching a new media company. We're going to talk about all of that. But I've got two corrections. Starting off the show on the right foot, when we got to talk about things that I fucked up in previous episodes, right? Oops. So here's the first thing. Uh, the first correction. Ron Watkins, yes, he's running for Congress. Ron Watkins is probably most likely the Q character. He's a prankster. And the his, dad? And no, no. The son is named Ron, the son is named Ron Watkins. This is what I screwed up the other day. Jim Watkins is the dad. Jim Watkins right. is the crazy dad, and Ron Watkins is the crazy son, who is most right. likely Q. But Jim Watkins is probably feeding Ron Watkins talking points and bits to do as Q, and so on. And obviously, he's financing <laughs> the Eight Kun <laughs> site and so on. What's that? Right. What state? I mean, he lives in the. Japan, Philippines. He? He's running for Congress in Arizona and Phoenix. <laughs> so is it Jim Watkins that's running then? No, it's Ron Watkins who's running. So he moved here? Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, there's got to be some rule. I, I forget exactly what it is about the length of time that you have to live in a district before you can run for Congress. So he may have already established residency in that oh, particular district. So last time we talked about this, I said it was that Ron Watkins was the dad and that Jim Watkins was the son. It's the opposite of that. The other way around. We regret the error. Also, ivermectin was studied as a treatment in humans for yes. 
roundworm, not ringworm. Right. right. For some reason lately, I've been saying ringworm because, well, <laughs> they sound very. It sounds very similar to roundworm. So I have uh, repeatedly confused ringworm and roundworm. I regret the error, and there is our corrections for this week. Mm-hmm. I, I think ringworm is like it's inherently funny. Like I mean. You know. <laughs> Yeah. And so what happened? Oh, I got ringworm. Yeah, ringworm, funny. Roundworm, like not, not yeah. funny. Yeah, fresca is just automatically funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, a fresca. Yeah, ah. it's like yeah. this: uh, thigh master, funny. Groin pole, not funny. That's not funny. Got to make no. sure to distinguish Ow. things like that, right? Uh, oh, man, I pulled a groin muscle once. It wasn't mine, thank God. Thigh master. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've started off on the right foot, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the Trump stakes of social media platforms. That's coming up next. Uh, Donald Trump is launching a brand new media company and a social. I thought media, we already did this social media platform. No, he's doing it again with his stupid little Netscape blog. Yeah, well, that was just his uh, Save America pack. That was all promotional mm. material. That that allows mm-hmm. him, David, to keep screaming and shitting his pants all the time, uh, while also raising all kinds of money for the very worthy cause of Donald Trump's bank account. That is the mm-hmm. Save America pack. In fact, that's what's leading Hal Sparks to believe that Donald Trump is not running for president in 2024 because the Save America PAC is such a wonderful, wonderful slush fund for financing all of Donald Trump's fuckery, his personal expenses and his rallies and all that shit, which is just, See, you know. All would have to come under scrutiny if he was going to run again. Exactly. He could have no contact with Save America PAC whatsoever if he ran for president. So maybe that's why he's starting this media company as another way to pump more cash into his pocket. Dude, if he runs for, if he runs for president in 2024, I will personally blow Joe Rogan, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Are you sure you want to make that pledge? Is that something you definitely have considered? <laughs> well, it can't be that big. Come oh, on. Oh, man. Well- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, if I can uh, find it. Right. Oh, <laughs> man. Wow. Okay. Well, um, yeah. As so, you can see, I'm in a bit of a mood today. <laughs> I, can, I can tell. And that always makes me happy because I know that we're in for an awesome show. So Trump has announced this social media platform launch plan. And the way it's working is it's going to go immediately public. The, the, the company is yeah. called Trump Media and Technology Group. So it's mm. TMTG, which doesn't quite roll off the tongue. I needed to look it up to remember it here. And it's going to list on the NASDAQ through a merger with a company called Digital World Acquisition Group, which is, there's an acronym for what that actually is. And I think it's an SPAC, S-P-A-C, something like that, S-S-P-A-C. And what SPACs are is sort of like a placeholder in the stock market. It's like a placeholder corporation that once it merges with Trump's media group, Trump's media group takes over that spot on the NASDAQ. So an SPAC, which is this, uh, whatever it's called, Digital World Acquisition Group, is, the, uh, is just merely the shell that Donald Trump is inserting himself into. And is I think- even legal? Like, I mean, yeah, it's completely legal. It's it happens all the time, which is disturbing. But that's what it is. And so this truth social 
website is going to be the social media platform. This is going to be the competitor to Facebook and Twitter and so on. But again, I imagine it being <laughs> like the social media version of Trump steaks. When right? it comes to great steaks, yeah. I've just raised the steaks. I... The Sharper Image is one of my favorite stores <laughs> with fantastic products of all kinds. Yes, the Sharper Image was definitely one of Donald Trump's favorite stores. Right? Didn't his avatar already get hacked? Yes, it did. You're kidding. Truth Social was hacked within hours of it being announced, <laughs> which is, you know, I, I come down on hackers a lot. I've screamed about hackers a lot on this show over the years. But sometimes, thank you. Thank you, hackers. Thank you so much. <laughs> Job well done, hackers. Former President Donald Trump's new social media platform was reportedly hacked within hours of its announcement. Trump announced he was launching a new uh, media company, Trump Media and Technology Group, and its Truth Social app on Wednesday. The Truth Social app will begin a beta launch for invited guests in November with a nationwide rollout plan for early 2022, according to a press release. But people who are able to sign up to create accounts using a publicly available link, uh, Drew Harwell, a technology for, a reporter for The Washington Post, said on Twitter late on Wednesday, I literally just registered Mike Pence. <laughs> the site hasn't even launched, and yet it's already this vulnerable, Harwell added. In another tweet, Harwell said it appeared the Donald J. Trump account on Truth Social had been hacked. A screenshot Harwell shared showed the <laughs> pin post on the account was of a defecating animal. <laughs> so the first post on Truth Social on the Donald Trump account is a photograph that I'm looking at right now of a pig taking a shit which is just so utterly appropriate for the Donald Trump account, right? Yeah. Seriously, a dyspeptic pig would be a better security in apparatus than whatever they have in place, apparently, because God they damn. just, like... Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, they get these things coded by, like, you know, interns at the Heritage Foundation or whoever, and... Yeah. Yes, exactly right. And if you go to the Truth Social website right now, truthsocial.com, it says Truth Social is America's quote unquote big tent social media platform that encourages an open, free, and honest global conversation without discriminating against political ideology. We'll see how long that lasts. I yeah. would say within about a day, they will regret saying that because oh, yeah. all the the weirdo pedophile groups will be on there. All of the most racist, horrendous people will sign up and they'll be posting cartoons. All the shit that you used to see on 8chan, which were just the worst dregs of society, posting the most heinous photos and memes that you could ever possibly imagine. I mean, just disgusting shit that I can't even talk about on the show because it's so fucking horrendous. All that crap is going to converge on Truth Social like a goddamn hurricane as soon as it launches to the public. And it's not going to last long. I mean, look, I mean, well, anything can happen. The idiot, but, though, looks yeah. at the MyPillow guys, you know, the Frank, Frank you know, social yeah. media, and goes, hold my beer. You know? Like, <laughs> I know. I know. It's obviously one disaster after another. Ask Dan Bongino, who was trying yeah. to launch, what was that, Parlor? Was that his thing? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a, a big failure, all for the same reasons. We've seen this happen over and over again in the past year. But I wonder if the short-term attention rakes in a giant pile of cash. And with the Donald yeah. Trump thing, he's going public with that. I mean, he could stand to make a lot of money there 
as far as just selling shares in his company uh, through this SPAC scam. And here's the thing that I think we all need to do. At least if you're uh, familiar with the stock market, if you have an account to trade stocks, here's what we all got to do. We, we all have to short that stock. <laughs> yeah, do what, yes, do what Donald Trump has done to stocks for his entire fucking career. Manipulating the stock market, pump and dump scams, and of course, short sales, which invariably, if enough people short a particular stock, it's going to decimate the company that is the subject of the short sale because it's just going to further drag that stock price down. And wouldn't that be a shame if that happened to Donald Trump? Uh, how so do you sad. do that? I don't know how to do that. It's very complicated to explain, but essentially what it is is it's betting against a stock. You make money when the stock price goes down. The normal process is you make money when a stock goes up, but if the stock price goes up, you're screwed. So it's like the opposite of a normal stock I transaction. I don't understand it still. Yes. It's well, like, it was a terrible explanation, I will fully admit. But like someone tried to explain to me why time slows down or stands still when you go at the speed of light. Yeah. Just, it, like... <laughs> My brain just like. So Trump intends to compete against Facebook, Twitter, and then advance over to all of cable news. And eventually he intends to compete against the various payment platforms like Stripe. This is the business model that they've presented. What is Stripe? Stripe is a payment platform like PayPal or something like that or Venmo oh. or whatever. But it's, you know, it's so just, you're going to hand the social network that got hacked in less than six hours your banking information. Yeah, Good well, that's, I mean, luck with that. Kids. It's, it's on the horizon. It's not something they're going to plan initially. I'm, I'm going to take a look here at this uh, this chart that was presented. And it looks like the first stage of the TMTG Corporation uh, will be to start its social media competitors. Truth Social will compete against Twitter and Facebook. And then TMTG Plus will compete against Netflix, Disney. So they're going to start at like a streaming channel. <laughs> so they're going to try thought, to... Uh, yeah. And then also TMTG News is going to compete against CNN and iHeartMedia and obviously all the other cable news people. And then it's kind of semi-grayed out with a dotted line connecting TMTG to long-term opportunity TMTG tech stack. And they've got as competitors potentially Google Cloud, Stripe, Azure, and uh, the whatever the Amazon thing is, AWS. But something tells me it's not going to get past the truth social portion of this. Right. Especially if, I mean, why wouldn't anyone short this stock? Seriously, it's Donald Trump's company. There's a solid bet the stock price is going to start out high and then just progressively get worse and worse and worse. So it's almost, look, I'm not making a stock recommendation here. We're all grownups. Do what you want to do. Because I don't want to get blamed if it goes sour. But suffice to say, <laughs> the chances are uh, Donald Trump's company is going to fail. So it would be a safe bet to short that stock. And ask your stockbroker to define it for you, by the way. Because, again, I am terrible at defining what short sales are. It's very complicated to me. Uh, but needless to say, it's something that's going to follow along the same path as Trump University and Trump Vodka and Trump Steaks and the Trump presidency and everything attached to Donald Trump. Everything Trump touches dies, including his own corporations. Yeah, so, this will be, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's already been hacked, for God's sake. And on top of all of that, on top of it being hacked and on top of it being a surefire way to make money through short sales, uh, the Midas guys have a scoop about the SEC documents that reveal that uh, the SPAC that I was talking about that is merging with this Trump media entity. It's run by the CEO of China Younghong Holdings Limited. From Wuhan. Yeah, from Wuhan. So it's this guy, Patrick Orlando. He's not a Chinese national, but he's the CEO of this China holdings company based in fucking Wuhan. I got to get something to stanch the flow of blood out of my ears. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. See, I would have thought that was happening when I was explaining short sales, David. I had no No, idea this this would have been. I mean, this is like the worst Ouroboros ever. It's like a snake (laughs) eating its own asshole. Yeah, no kidding. uh, yeah. I wonder, I mean, how far will truth media go? Will it make it to Christmas? Will it even make it to Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. And- their management team, led by Mr. Patrick Orlando, uh, their chairman and CEO, who has served many executive roles in finance over a 25-year career. His experience covers all aspects related to special purpose acquisition corporations, SPACs, as we were saying. And he has been involved as executive sponsor and director in several SPACs, including Yun Hong International. So there you go. His name is Patrick Orlando. Why do all these Trump world people have names like Don Corleone? I mean, Don Flamenco, you know? (laughs) And And Maddie the Squid. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, Matthew Calamari. Mm. (sighs) Yep, yep, yep. They all sound like lounge singers. You well, <laughs> again, Donald Trump's doing business with a guy linked to China, China, and he's doing business in China once again. And of course, we all know those of us who follow the Trump family know exactly all of the business that Donald Trump has been doing with China. Uh, certainly, the Trump Organization has offices in Shanghai. We always talk about this. One of the top banks, one of the top national banks from China, rented an entire floor of Trump Tower in Manhattan. And was paying Donald Trump uh, a hefty, I think it was something like $2.5 million a month or something like that was the uh, was the rent for that entire floor of Trump Tower. And that all went to Donald Trump because, you know, he hates China and he thinks China's terrible. <laughs> so there you go. That is the Donald Trump new uh, media company and social media platform, Truth Social. So anyway, uh, another criminal investigation has been launched against the Trump Organization in New York. This is also great news. In recent months, the district attorney's office in uh, Westchester County has subpoenaed records from uh, Donald Trump's golf course, the Trump National Golf Club in Westchester, a sprawling private club that is perched on a hill north of New York City and boasts a 101-foot waterfall somehow. It's a fake waterfall, I guess. Of course it is. The full scope of the investigation could not be determined, but the district attorney, Mimi Roca, appears to be focused at least in part on whether Mr. Trump's company, the Trump Organization, misled local officials about the property's value to reduce its taxes, one of the people said. So this is all fallout from his tax returns and the Michael Cohen testimony. I mean, you see, it takes a while to get to this point, but eventually we land there. We find out that Donald Trump is uh, reducing his net worth when it comes to tax purposes, but amplifying his net worth, exaggerating his net worth when it comes to receiving loans and so on, cutting business deals. 
So this is the Donald Trump scam. It's like something Spanky and Alfalfa would come up with. <laughs> it's it about really like level, I mean, yeah. he doesn't know anything about numbers. He doesn't know anything about business. He probably can't count to twenty-one without taking off his pants. <laughs> it just. Uh, yep. He is an overgrown seven-year-old, and the, uh, people still haven't quite cottoned onto that. It just blows me away. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just the thing about it is. All of his scams are so goddamn obvious. Yeah. It's so clear to anyone with a brain in their head, anyone who hasn't been indoctrinated by the cult can see what the scams are because they're <sighs> they're like like again, they're like scams that you would see in like a little rascals episode, or like the three yep. stooges would come up with something like this. Or New Gingrich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even New Gingrich is a little bit too sophisticated for Donald Trump. Yes, he is. But mm. Donald Trump, I mean, the whole idea of, well, you know what, just pretend to have an investigation and I'll take care of the rest. I mean, it's all just so obvious and childish. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he doesn't involve pole vaulting and flamethrowers and, you know, just like weird things that you fantasize about as kid. Pillow forts are somehow involved <laughs> in Donald Trump's scams. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If it does move forward, we're talking about criminal charges here. This is not a civil thing necessarily, which would end up in fines. This would end up with some sort of criminal level charges, which are obviously more severe than just uh, fining someone. I think there's something's happening with Steve Bannon today and the criminal contempt. The House is voting. The House is voting. The full House is voting to send it to the DOJ. There you go. So there, that's what's happening. Steve Scalise, by the way, Steve Scalise has been whipping Republican votes against that. Not a shock. I, I would hope that all of the Republicans that voted to uh, impeach him, yeah, Donald Trump will vote. I know that obviously Kinzinger and and Cheney will, but the other was it ten of them that voted in the House, um, that the other eight or so will also vote to criminally in uh, you know send that to uh, yeah. The referral, that's the word, right. uh, to the DOJ. I hope they do. But Scalise is basically saying, let people, you know, defy subpoenas in Congress. Oh, God. God, I just don't understand why, like, Matt Gates is still a free man. He's, like, sitting there in a congressional hearing yesterday in another mayor of Munchkinland suit. Yeah. You know, just running his mouth. And I'm just. Uh, oh, did, what did you see yesterday? He was talking about how he got a death threat. And how this is so terrible and that he was accusing the Department of Justice for not investigating the death threat that he got. It's like, yeah, welcome to Twitter. You know, and anyone who's got to, you know, open DMs for long enough gets a death threat on Twitter. It all it happens. Yeah, he's got like a security detail, congressional protection, all that shit. What about yeah. the election officials in tiny counties in Georgia that have mm-hmm. been, had their lives threatened, mm-hmm. their kids threatened? Fuck you, Matt Gates. Yeah, well, justice is still coming for him because- <sighs> Faster, faster. Yeah, Joel Greenberg has another, they're asking for another several months. They're asking until March to continue getting uh, incriminating evidence and uh, you know inside information from Joel Greenberg that could directly and continue to directly implicate Matt Gates in all kinds of wrongdoing Joel, even beyond Joel Greenberg the needs to talk trafficking faster. pull his fucking fingernails out it's time <laughs> i just uh, i really like i don't think i'm going to be satisfied until we just burn them all at the stake like just well, you know, Steve Bannon, because a grease fire that big would be difficult to contain and possibly dangerous. I mean, I know you're partly kidding, but the thing is, if we get, we would have to burn them all at the stake because as soon as they were to reacquire power, 
they would be they would absolutely burn Democrats at the stake. See, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the major, major concern with what I'm seeing happening with Democratic apathy going into not only two weeks from now, the November 2nd election, but certainly midterms and then the general election following that. Um, what I'm really concerned about is if the Republicans take over again, it is going to be open season on every Democrat. If Donald Trump somehow reascends to the presidency, he is going to arrest everyone who he believes was involved with stealing the 2020 election from him. Make no mistake, it'll be journalists, it'll be activists, it'll be certainly members of Congress, members of the Department of Justice. It'll be just about anyone he can name and and probably a bunch of people who had nothing to do with it, which he'll say they had everything to do with it. Which is what's really nice about Australia um, offering land to people right now. Yeah. Uh, at cost. So I'm mm. looking into it. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. into it. I can get dual citizenship uh, with Italy because. Oh, I then have... you and you'll take Kimberly with you when you get married. Yeah. Yeah. Because then she it? can go with you. If if you're not married, she can't go with you. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> Well, I got to figure that one out. But. Well, you know, um, uh, my siblings that are my dad's first wife's children, they mm-hmm. have dual citizenship in Canada. Oh, I see. Hey, oh, that's great. Bastards. Yeah. yeah. Driving distance. Yep. <laughs> that's, that makes it extra convenient if it's within, you know, whatever 12-hour drive from yep. your house. Yeah, I, I don't have that because my mother isn't native-born American. Yeah, well, that's, that's a big question. If you have to flee to Canada or you flee to another country, what do you do about your family? You know, do you take everybody? I mean, I swear to God, if if Donald Trump becomes president again, there will be some sort of outgoing refugee crisis. I mean, no, there uh, will. My doctor literally asked me at the the twenty twenty election. I said, "Look, if Biden doesn't win, I'm moving to Mexico." She said, and I quote, "Will you take me with you?" There you go. So, hopefully, what we'll do is we'll stop that from happening uh, before it happens. And the way we do that is. We start taking the initiative ourselves. I hear a lot, you know, I've been griping about this on various shows up and down the uh, uh, podcasting dial for the last couple of days. And what we really need to do is stop wasting our time complaining about how the Democratic Party is terrible at messaging or whatever the latest gripe is. They're all they're ineffectual wimps and go out as Democrats and do these things. Fix the messaging. Start a political action committee. Register voters on the weekends instead of spending five hours on Twitter on Saturday. Go out and register voters. Anyone can do it as long as you've got uh, either a connection to a campaign or if your state has certain uh, little training thing that you have to go through before you do it. Check your local and state laws first. But anyone can go out and register voters. And the way we stop Donald Trump from ascending to presidency and then followed by a mass exodus from the united states where we're fleeing to italy and canada instead of doing that we can outnumber them because there are way more liberals in this country than conservatives and and some a lot of them don't even a lot of them don't even vote and so you get those voters in you register as many democratic voters as you can and then suddenly we're just outnumbering them by sheer volume there are just so many more of us than there are of them so that's the key, to, to take the initiative before the crisis actually happens. And sometimes uh, Democrats have a, have a problem with that. We, we tend to get outraged after it's too late. So we need to fix that. We need to stop doing that shit. Um, one of the places where this is kind of being illustrated, the, actually kind of the opposite of what I'm talking about, 
is in Virginia. And in just a second, I want to talk about uh, the latest news about Glenn Youngkin, who is now tied with Terry McAuliffe in Virginia <laughs> for the governor's race, 46-46. There's another set of numbers from the latest Monmouth poll out of Virginia that are really disturbing. And those of you who follow me on Twitter know exactly what I'm talking about. We're going to talk about that coming up here in a second, too. But first, today's show is brought to you by the Shadow Docket bonus show on our Patreon page. Yay! Woo! Right? It used to be called the uh, Postmortem Show, and uh, we decided, hey, that name sucks. It's probably a bad <laughs> idea for marketing to name a podcast uh, using Latin words. I would not recommend that as a thing. So we changed the name to the Shadow Docket. Uh, by the way, this show is almost entirely fueled by our Patreon supporters, of course, people who subscribe to the Shadow Docket podcast. We couldn't do four-plus shows a week without your generous financial support. And if you dig what you hear today, if you like this show, please consider signing up for our Shadow Docket bonus show every Tuesday and Thursday for just $5 per month. It used to be called, as I said, the Postmortem Show, but now it's the Shadow Docket. Same show, same exclusive content, but with an all-new name. Again, that's $5 a month at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. And we thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Trying to be something different than you were Am I lying to the crowd? If I say it's just something that she found Yeah, brand new to the show here. This is a uh, group called Mipso. That's M-I-P-S-O, Mipso, from North Carolina. There's a song called, brand new single, called Every Drop, out right now, brand new this week. This, uh, this song right here, I love it. Mipsomusic.com, again, link in the description to support Mipso and all of our indie bands here on the show. Thank you for that. You know, I heard uh, this week that sports writer Tony Kornheiser, who has a podcast of his own, has also been playing indie music. And so I'm wondering if he got that idea from this show or if he just independently came up with that. Because No, maybe- we all steal from you, Bob. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly right. Well, see, I'm not that guy. I'm not like Howard Stern or Donald Trump who insists that everything that uh, happens in the world coincidentally is, you know, ripped off from either No, of them. I did. I'm stealing what used to be your postmortem, and we're calling it Out of the Bunker, I think. Oh, right. Okay. And that's on your Patreon page? Patreon.com. Yes, it's only for our page. It's our $1 subscribers. Um, everybody, actually, one and all of our subscribers. But yeah, it's it starts at the $1 level. Like. Very nice. And we did our first one this past Tuesday, and, and Sean and I, because usually when we're done talking, we keep talking anyway, so I was just like, let's just keep recording. Yeah. See, that's, <laughs> that's the whole idea behind the Shadow Doggett show. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, see, we use every part of the buffalo here. You know, every part of the <laughs> Okay, so let's see. We're talking about Virginia, and uh, here we go. This is uh, the tough love portion of the podcast today because voter enthusiasm in Virginia is an atrocity right now yeah. when it comes to Democrats. 
this is just uh, not good in any way, shape, or form. Uh, right now, according to the pollster Monmouth, who also came up with this 46-46 tie, generally, between Glenn Youngkin and Terry McAuliffe, uh, they also determined that Republicans are absolutely burying the Democrats in voter enthusiasm. 49 to 26%. Well, come on, it's Terry fucking McAuliffe. Well, so what? <laughs> so what, Terry? He's, I know, I know, I know that blue is always better, but... You couldn't ask for, um, I mean, oh, God. Uh, you know what? Ah. Fuck that. Fuck that. Terry McAuliffe is unlikable as no excuse to allow the rise of fascism and Trumpism in the country. I'm just saying that enthusiasm is a visceral thing, mm. and it has to be generated. And, like, I understand people who are feeling like, I don't know, I'm frustrated as fuck with the Democrats right now because I just, I, I cannot believe that we're still sitting here in this stagnant news cycle with Kristen, Kirsten Cinema. And Joe Manchin, like, gumming up the fucking works, like, still this many months later, I'm just appalled. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I understand that. I mean, that makes sense because they're very, very frustrating. But do they represent the broader Democratic Party? No, not in any way, shape, or form. They're abusing their 50-50 Senate right now. They're abusing the fact that voters last year split their ticket and when we could have a pretty secure Democratic majority in the Senate ended up being just wafer thin, which gave Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin the opportunity to exploit that divide. The problem now is I think voters need to recalibrate their priorities. We need to stop looking at, you know, whether candidate X or Y would want to have we would want to have a beer with them or whether they're likable enough or whatever. We know for a fact that most Democrats want to fight the climate crisis. We know for a fact that they want to block the Republican effort to take away reproductive rights from women. We know for a fact that the Democrats are the anti-racist, anti-fascist party. We know for a fact that they agree with us on whatever it is, 90% of all of the issues, by and large. So let that be enough, because the main thing right now is blocking the rise of fascist idiocracy. And... Follow along with me here, because right now, the Republican voters in Virginia, 49% of them are enthused about voting, while only 26% of Democrats are enthused about voting. That's expanded from 44-31 just a month ago. So this is bad news, and I'll tell you why it's bad news. The Virginia firewall, Virginia's 13 electoral votes. Right now, the Republicans have pretty well secured, at least in, when it comes to national elections, presidential elections, Florida and Ohio, those two formerly swing states, which we can now kind of securely put those back into Republican hands. So we Democrats desperately need Virginia. We desperately need those 13 electoral votes just because we can all count to 270. And what happens if Glenn Youngkin wins in Virginia? And what happens if the House of Delegates in the General Assembly, uh, which is now split 55-45 to the Democrats, what if that swings back to Republican hands because of Democratic voter apathy, of the lack of energy going into this election, which is, by the way, less than two weeks away? We say goodbye to the 13 electoral votes. That's what happens. Because as soon as Glenn Youngkin wins, as soon as the Republicans, especially if they take back the General Assembly, both chambers, 
then it's going to be big lie election laws, just like in yeah. Georgia, just like in Texas, just like in the other red states. They're going to pass all the usual slate of laws, make it harder, making it harder for Democrats to vote. Certainly Northern Virginia Democrats, which is really what carries the state uh, and makes it blue. Everybody listening, you and I, we all feel the urgency. Yeah. yeah. The problem is that the street level voter is not seeing the benefits. They don't understand the threat. Yeah. I'm not saying we should be more like the Republicans, but they, like, understand the importance of embodying their voters' id. Yeah. You know, and of throwing punches Mm -hmm. and of, you know, giving viscerally exciting narratives that, like, people can identify with. And I just – I feel like it just frustrates me that, you know, our side is so so reluctant to – shoot back well know? we've we've got we've got two choices we can continue to sit on our hands and wonder when the democrats when the national party this one entity by the way there are hundreds of political action committees and other activist groups that can absolutely serve as national platforms for a messaging campaign in favor of democratic positions these are things that can be done outside of the apparatus of the dnc um Right now, the urgency dictates that, you know, maybe each one of us takes two hours out of our week, out of our entire week, just two hours, and we go and we do uh, a Democratic voter registration drive. We participate in that. We, even if we each uh, accumulate 15 new registered voters between now and Election Day, or certainly we can do more than that between now and Election Day 2022, we can do these sorts of things. We don't need to wait around for the Democratic Party to say, okay, now go. So right. if we recognize the urgency of what's going on, we need to tell those people at the street level what that urgency is. This is something that we can all do as individual voters, as activists, and so on. And I think we should. The urgency of the situation dictates that we do. So meantime... You know, Glenn Youngkin has been spending uh, a lot of time screaming about how he's not linked to Donald Trump in any way or uh, the Red Hat MAGA cause. Well, apparently Youngkin has pumped $1 million into a political action committee called Virginia Wins, which has given all kinds of money to Republicans who support Donald Trump's big lie and insurrectionism. So Youngkin is absolutely financially and, you know, in a political business sense, Linked to the big lie and all of the shit surrounding the insurrection last year. So don't believe, Virginia voters, that Glenn Youngkin has divorced himself from Donald Trump. He's all in. All you got to do is tried and true. It's cliche to say sometimes, but follow the money. So um, this is the kind of situation we're dealing with uh, in Virginia. Those 13 electoral votes. And yeah. it's not really anything that's gaining a whole lot of traction on social media or anything because it's not, it's not necessarily sexy to talk about, you know, cross tabs and voter enthusiasm and electoral votes. You know, usually the response uh, on social media when you bring up, oh, I'm worried about the 13 electoral votes in Virginia having to do with this governor's race. Usually the response I get is, oh, we should just eliminate the electoral college. Well, good luck doing that between now and next Tuesday. Or now in a week from Tuesday. You know what I mean? It's the same with, uh, you know, pursuing something like inherent contempt for Steve Bannon. 
it's not a rule that's been implemented. You need to pass the rule first. So, and is that going to happen? It pretty accurately next? conveys my feelings about Steve Bannon, though. Inherent, <laughs> Inherent contempt. contempt. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, I, before he even opens his mouth, he's repellent, you mm-hmm. know? And the House mm-hmm. did vote to send the uh, referral. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. See? And only only Cheney and Kinzinger voted for the Republicans. Yeah, yeah. Does he, like, sleep in a grease trap from a Bojangles or something? <laughs> I mean, he just... Yeah, you know, look, I, I hate being in this position where I'm, like, you know, seeming like I'm a party apparatchik. And I'm not. I swear to fucking God, I'm not a Democratic Party apparatchik. But what I am seeing is the fact that the Democratic Party, and in particular, specifically to this context, Terry McAuliffe. Terry McAuliffe is standing between the Republicans and the 13 electoral votes. One guy. One election. And Democrats in Virginia are like, oh, he's not likable. Well, God damn it. What is the fucking alternative? As of this point, we only have two political parties, two national viable political parties. There is no alternative. If Terry McAuliffe loses, Glenn Youngkin will become governor. And Glenn Youngkin will, on day one, be pressured immensely by the Trump machine and the National Republican Party to implement those big lie laws. Why? Because the Republicans can also count to 270, just as well as we can. They're not very bright. But I know they can count to 270. They can at least get out an abacus. Or they have and, people you know. that will count for them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So as a consequence of that, it's up to, and again, I feel, like, I feel like I'm screaming into a vacuum sometimes because it, it's all Chinatown. You know what I mean? It's like I'm screaming at Virginia. How many Virginia voters are actually listening to my voice right now? Enough to act on this? I don't know. But I hope, I hope that's the case. You know, I've actually, I've been thinking about this lately because I was like, you know, what are, and I have to remind myself, like the people who are listening to us right now, like they feel the same urgency we do and they listen to us to understand that they are not alone, mm-hmm. to be sort of comforted by that and to have a laugh, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and some of them may be Virginia voters. Uh, if you do, I mean... We can at least in the next two weeks, if you have friends or family in Virginia, for God's sakes, call them and make sure they're registered to vote. And uh, unless they're Trumpy and then don't ever speak to them again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, I have heard some reports, some anecdotal reports about pretty hefty voter registration drives happening in Virginia, which also means that there is a platform that you can sign on with where you can go mm-hmm. and help register voters. I mean, again, it's the Stacey Abrams strategy. This is the key. What Stacey Abrams has tapped into, what she tapped into last year with the 2020 election too, is exactly what needs to happen. The only way to defeat fascism in the United States, and fascism is on deck. If we lose enough, it's fascism. The only way to defeat that is to simply outnumber them. The only way to overcome Mm. all of these election laws is obviously through legal challenges and so on, and people are working on that for sure. But as citizens, as voters, the only way to overcome that is to make sure that these elections are not even close. To not even... Georgia and Texas, Texas hasn't done it yet, but Georgia has on the books that doesn't matter. If certain counties are overwhelmingly for one candidate or another, they'll throw those damn votes out. 
So overcoming gerrymandering works if that's the only problem. Yeah. The problem is is when legislatures now have control over whose votes count, who yeah. the fuck cares? We could have the entire state of Georgia says 92, 99% of them vote for the Democratic candidate in 2022 or 24, but the legislature doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah, and obviously that's a problem, but what you want to do is when there are obvious legal challenges, and there will be legal challenges if the state legislature tries to pull a stunt like that in conjunction with this election law, um, what you want to do is provide the opposition with as many fucking votes as possible to say, look, how can it even be? But Bob, they're fraudulent. I know they're I know they're fraudulent, but what I'm saying is <laughs> No, no, no. The votes that, that we're presenting will be considered fraudulent. That well That's the problem. Yeah, yeah but brown not but, did it. But, but look, if the election is even 60 40, mm-hmm. that's a lot of you gotta prove a lot of fraudulent votes that way. They don't, though under Georgia law, they don't. They just say we don't we somebody thought there was a problem, so it's done. Texas is is just the same. It's like there is no proof needed. It's just we don't like the votes. Yeah. We are throwing them out. Therefore, the candidate that we want is elected. Well, let me put this That's as a, the problem with those laws. Well, let me put it a different way. If those laws are still on the books, certainly by next year, mm-hmm. laying down and letting it just take place. Is not no. I agree with you. No, there should be a fight about it. There should be a fight. There's a legal fight. Yeah, there'll be a fight. Oh no, I I agree with that. But whether or not it will be held up. Well, obviously there are going to be legal challenges. But what I'm saying is, the legal challenges need to have some sort of basis in actual votes. And if we just say, you know what, I'm going to leave it up to the lawyers, and I'm not really going to bother uh, voting. No, I agree with you. Uh, we should not even bother trying to uh, step up and overwhelm polling places with massive numbers of new Democratic voters and old Democratic voters. No, I agree voters with you. I agree with you on that. I do. I do agree with you on that. But by the same token, it's like these laws with this Supreme Court and without the new Voting Rights Act, even the one that was just defeated in the fucking Senate and fuck them and fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> wow. Um, F you. Exactly. Um without the new federal law being put into place, I don't see the Supreme Court as it stands right now Mm. overturning those laws. Well, at the very least, all we need to do in order to roll back all of those election laws or to supersede them with federal election laws like the For the People Act, which has failed once again because there weren't 10 Republicans signing on. Go fuck yourself, Joe Manchin. There weren't even two. There weren't even the two that helped write the fucking law. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so yeah. I hate them so much. <laughs> so, but, but, the, but the way you get the next For the People Act passed doesn't necessarily require Georgia and Texas. All you got to do is get uh, a net four or five seats in the United States Senate yes. advantaging the Democrats, and the Georgia and Texas laws become irrelevant. I agree. So in order to do that, you need to, again, out-hustle them with, you know, Stacey Abrams' strategy. Register as many votes as possible, new Democratic voters as possible, and get them to their polling places, get them absentee ballots, get them mail-in ballots, and turn that into an unstoppable machine. And that's how you defeat the rise of fascism in this country, because I assure you, it's not going to be you and I creating some sort of new, clever, Aaron Sorkin-ish argument to outflank Dan Bongino on Twitter. 
that's not going to happen and that's a waste of time. <laughs> you know, it's, imp- it's still important to call him out and so on. But what I'm saying is that's not going to be the solution for the rise of fascism in the United States. The, the sure. solution is going to be winning as many elections as possible by yes. staggering margins. Yes. And, and, and vote local kids. Vote local kids. That's where it matters. Exactly. State and local elections happening right now in Virginia. Again, it's the governor's mansion and it's the entire House of Delegates. Yeah. So and this is something you want to check out in your state, too, no matter where you are. Check and see what the state and local races are. Make sure you're up to speed on all that shit. And these are just as important as as any other presidential race or any other congressional or Senate race. Because, again, we're talking about election laws. We're talking about reproductive rights with the potential for Roe to disappear thanks to the Supreme Court and so on. So this increases the urgency by quite a bit, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So there, my tough love portion of the program. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't hate me. I, I'm just sitting here trying to do my best. Trying to call it as I see it. And sometimes, you know, the party has its flaws, just like any political organization, any organization, period, in the entire world. The Democratic Party has its flaws, but we can change that. Remember, I mentioned this on Tuesday's show. I walked into the voting booth in 2004 during that general election, during that presidential election. It was John Kerry, George W. Bush. And I noticed that there was a a race for the Democratic County Committee. And I said, well, there's no one running. And, oh, look, I can write in a candidate here. So I put my own name in there. (laughs) Well, this will be interesting. Fast forward uh, a couple of weeks, and I get a letter in the mail. Congratulations, you won your election. I was Holy like, shit. Are you kidding me? And so I, and this is from By the one vote. Yeah. By one vote. Look that at you. one vote. I won with 100% of the vote and it <laughs> was my one vote for myself. That's how I got elected to the democratic committee of Berks County, Pennsylvania. And, but that you can do that. This is, this is all shit that you can do. And even if you don't want to run for any sort of office within the democratic party in your area, you can go to the meetings. They have regular meetings. Yeah. And you can participate in those meetings. Yep. Uh, make those connections. We don't have to sit around and watch it happen. That's all I'm saying. It's not a spectator sport. That's right. Okay, we're going to take uh, one last break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Facebook. F you. Right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska!
got those great big round brown eyes You've been staring at me all night Alright, this is Never Was And a song called Flirt from their Elysian EP. Link in the description at bobseska.com. Look for this episode. Click on the link for this episode. Scroll on down. You can find the links for all the music we play here on the show, right? Including these guys. We've been playing Never Was for a long time. One of our faves here on the show. Neverwasband.com. That's Was, W-O-Z. So N-E-V-E-R-W-O-Z band.com. But it's so much easier to just chink, uh, uh, click on the link in the description. So, yeah. All right. So, getting back into things here, Facebook has announced a rebranding effort. Facebook is apparently going to change its name <laughs> to something else, and of course, I think, I think the new Facebook name should be appropriate to uh, what it actually does, which is F you that. <laughs> And then, you know, when you open the app, you should hear Jody Hamilton say, F you. Right? And it's really easy. It really should be our cue to head for the exits, you know? Like, it's pretty clear that, like, it's a sinking ship. And uh, and the thing is, like, uh, we, like, we, what we don't understand or what I think most Americans don't grasp is, like, how, like, critical a stronghold or a stranglehold Facebook has on the internet in developing countries. I was reading yeah. about this the other day. I mean, they've laid fiber optic cable. They've like, Ugh. and they've created like a walled garden for people. It's like you get cheap web access, but you only get to use Facebook really. Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's, that sounds very much like a, uh, like an authoritarian, yep. very China-esque yeah. Yeah, kind of environment where uh, they close everything off and, and force you, if you want to mm-hmm. participate, force you into a certain type of content. Very, very typical of Facebook, of course. Now they want to rebrand and they somehow believe that by changing the name or I don't know what, they're going to well, win remember? people over again. <laughs> Black Blackwater went with G. Yeah, that's right. I remember G. Exactly. Yeah. But we all still call it Z. Yeah. We all still call it Blackwater though. G right. is the president yeah. of China, isn't it? G, yeah. President G and his big beautiful chocolate cake. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean they could just take the Facebook logo, the existing Facebook logo, add the word you underneath and there's your new name. <laughs> F you. Perfect. Hey, they already have a spokesperson. Yeah. And it still says what it is. It's it fucking is. us all over. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And you can have a Republican Facebook. F you. And a Democratic Facebook. F you. See, I'm always thinking. Always ideas here. <laughs> Z- <laughs> if Zuckerberg- Even if you sleep, you're always thinking. <laughs> yeah. There's no off position on the genius switch. Thank you very much. And uh, I know that Mark Zuckerberg listens to every single show. He's a Patreon he subscriber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so please, change the name. F.U. is perfect. Meantime, I guess we should do this. Corpse of the Week. Uh, <laughs> this is not an actual corpse. This person didn't die of COVID. But Neil Cavuto from Fox News Channel has tested positive for COVID. It's his viewers that only saw it on Fox News because after he, saw, he talked about it, nobody else on Fox News talked about it. Right. See, I thought these guys were all supposed to have been vaccinated. All the Fox no, he News is. guys. 
He, he is, is vaccinated, but he has yeah. MS. Neil Cavuto has MS. Oh, yeah, that's right. He has MS. He's pro-vaccine, and he basically said it. Look, yeah. if, without the vaccines, I'd be dead. Mm-hmm. And um, <sighs> But unfortunately, Fox News, unlike MSNBC or CNN, did not promote the fact that he is vaccinated, he has MS, and that's why he's not in the hospital. I see. He's the only one that said it on Fox News, as far as I can tell. Oh, just my brain just still hits the big bug zapper when it comes down to the fact that, like, here's this new disease that can fucking kill you. Yeah. Let's make it a partisan issue. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't understand their end game. Like, we're going to kill our viewers. We're going to kill our supporters. Why not just, like, throw the bodies on the fire? It's don't like it's still i just i'm uh, losing like so much faith in humanity as rule here welcome well, to my lose, world <laughs> well don't lose faith at least in the brazilian legislature yeah yeah they're bringing up charges against bolsonaro oh right yeah on crimes against humanity against bolsonaro because 600,000 people in his country have died which is per capita more than ours mm-hmm. um cuz they have 100 million less people than we do and we have 728,000 so it's more people yeah. technically yeah. have died in his country and he's very trumpian and basically his legislature is now bringing up charges mm-hmm. against him for the policies that killed and think they're charging him with at least 350,000 deaths wow um, that are attributed to his policies. Yep. And I would like our here. country, I would love our country to do that against Donald Trump and his ilk because they knew. It's, if, if, you're, if you don't know what's going on and you're trying to figure it out, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But he knew, we know for sure that he knew in February of 2020 to Bob Woodward that yeah. this was a deadly and very dangerous disease and then he still didn't try to send masks no, out. They he still didn't try to mitigate. Exactly. Sat so on he, the information when they found out it was killing 80% to t- versus 20% of people of color versus white people. Well, and people in blue states versus red states and he basically, hit, normally politicians, presidents, governors, etc., are immune from policy decisions because it's a policy and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But if you knew ahead of time that your policy decision would kill people, to me, that's criminal. But here's the problem, Dave, and this goes to your uh, frustration with humanity. The problem is that there is now in this country a multi, perhaps billion dollar industry around mm. delivering disinformation to suckers and gomers. I'm talking about an entire new wing of the entertainment industry that is feeding a gigantic sector of the economy now. And as long as there is still massive amounts of cash flow coming in and out of this disinformation industry, they will continue to turn every fucking thing on the planet from Superman to COVID into a goddamn political hot mm. potato. They are selling outrage. They're selling disinformation. They're going to take all of this but shit. I'm pretty sure it's an elementary rule of capitalism not to kill your customers. You'd That's think. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they remember, remember who we're talking about. I mean, there was just a piece that uh, came up on Twitter uh, that had to do with, you know, the religious aspect of being oh, a yeah. martyr Christians. for your cause. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, following after Jesus martyring himself for, you know, to save people from their sins and so on. They feel as if this is their patriotic duty to become infected with this thing. And this is what this is the kind of psychosis we're facing. There's some other guy. There was some other religious nutbag who has an audience somehow inexplicably. 
And he's been telling his people that the when you get the COVID vaccine, you get yeah. the mRNA thing. The eggs. It, yeah, it injects what? Like an alien egg into your body? that grow- And you get a, par- a synthetic parasite that yeah. grows in your body. So far, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting my third <laughs> shot on Sunday. I'll let you know. Okay. I say we take off and nuke the site from orbit. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to be sure. On that note, that's a good place to stop here and uh, switch over to the Shadow Docket show over on our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash show, or very simply bobseskashow.com. Links everywhere. Just go to bobseska.com. There's a link to our Patreon page everywhere you look. It's uh, under each episode. It's certainly under the logo at the top of every page. You can't miss it. Sign up for $5 a month. One, two, three, four, five dollars That's all it takes. It's pennies per show. And you get a uh, Shadow Docket bonus show every Tuesday and Thursday uh, for the entire month. It's just $5 per month. It's a bargain at twice the price. We pass the savings along to you. <laughs> You see the enthusiasm in my voice right there? Yeah. Okay. Have a good weekend, listeners. We yeah. love you and we appreciate you. We love you guys. Okay, yes. well, coming up on the uh, Shadow Docket show, uh, huh, I have an explanation for Greg Gutfeld's ratings. And this oh. is beyond what we've talked about in the past. I brought up in the past about how in August, most of the network late night shows were on vacation, which right. is why Gutfeld did so well. I'm sorry, I, I said the name of the show wrong. It's not Gutfeld, it's Gutfeld! Because it's in all caps with an exclamation mark, right? So It's a musical? Yes, Gutfeld! <laughs> right? Gutfeld did really well in August because everyone was on vacation. So that, that was Just the advantage there. Ended. But there are still more pieces going up about Greg Gutfeld being the new king of late night. It's a scam. It's a shell game. They're snowing you. This is a Fox News Channel PR effort. This is Fox corporate going bananas, once again, lying to people, putting out press releases, saying Greg Gutfeld is the new king of late night, Mm. and it's all built on a mountain of lies. It is bullshit (laughs) mountain. That's what it is. Don't worry. His own incompetence will catch up with him. Yeah. So I've got two little bits of information about the Gutfeld show that will reveal exactly why Gutfeld is competitive in the ratings against the, uh, you know, uh, Stephen Colbert late night show and Jimmy Kimmel and... Gutfeld! The whatever mutation The Tonight Show has turned into. (laughs) It's barely watchable anymore. Uh, But anyway, also, uh, a little bit more Ron Watkins news, too. I've got some more Ron Watkins news. It's like, I don't know why I'm... Going back to the Q well here, but we're going to talk about that. Plus, uh, Brian Laundrie may have been found his body. Oh, okay. All right. That's tragic and awful. All right. Yeah, don't care. (laughs) All right. See you on the Shadow Docket. Take care, folks. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.